What you are about to hear are accounts of real pro wrestling events. Some names, mostly ours, have been changed to protect the innocent. Welcome to Snap Judgments. Welcome, everybody, to the SmackDown recap for May 15th, 2020. This, of course, is Raw in Order Snap Judgments. It's your boy, Justin JLB. Before I do get to the recap, though, I would just like to let you know that this, of course, is brought to you by the Tatnus Code Network. You can find such great shows like Us, Raw in Order, as well as SNMW, Basement Bullshit, uh, Chicken Hen with SNMW, that's the same one um and a whole bunch of other ones you can definitely check them out at tatnisco.com and of course the tatnisco uncensored one as well and um they just keep growing so you might as well get into their shows now because each one of them gives you a decent recap of a lot of various things so definitely check that out it is a good time and of course check us out on there as well and without further ado, we are going to go to the WWE SmackDown recap for May 15th. So we have the show start off with Miz TV, where we see Miz and Morrison in the ring. They will be interviewing your new Money in the Bank champion, Otis. And so Otis comes out. Otis is there. He's really excited. He's jumping on tables, all excited. He's holding that briefcase like it's his life. And um, yeah, so he gets in the ring. Morrison and Miz start making fun of him, say they don't get how he's going to be the face of SmackDown. They also mention that they don't know how he even won the briefcase. He didn't even have to go up the ladder, couldn't even go up the ladder. They were basically just making fun of him, showing pictures of his past. Otis does then go in and mention, hey, you know, I wasn't too smart as a kid, but I really liked wrestling. I had these special needs and stuff like that. And then they just keep on making fun of him to the point where Miz is pretty fed up of him being the Money in the Bank briefcase holder and wants to prove why he shouldn't have it. And they challenge him to a tag team match. However, Otis does then mention, Tucker isn't here, I don't have a tag team partner. Miz mentions, well that's too bad, you're gonna have to find one. And thus, it is going to be The Miz and Morrison versus Otis and Mystery Partner. And I, I get it right off the bat though with Miz and Morrison making fun of Otis, their heels, that's what they're supposed to do. Um, however, I think it just makes Otis look bad. He did handle it well though, like he deflected a lot of the fat jokes and made it more humorous. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of like, you know, I don't know, like I like it, but I don't like it. I feel like they're just really making fun of him to that extent. Um, but again, that's also going to make him very likable too as the underdog because everybody likes Otis. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Otis does go uh, first right off the bat to ask Seamus. However, Seamus does tell him that he is not willing to help him out. Um, and, you know... Um, yeah, so he goes to Seamus and Seamus tells him, no, not happening. Um, and then he goes to Braun Strowman. This, of course, is interesting because Otis is the Money in the Bank winner. Braun Strowman is the champion. 
Braun Strowman is first like, you know, I, how do I know this is not just a ploy to get me in the ring so you can try to win my title, but he ultimately does respect Otis and being man enough to come and ask him. It takes a lot of guts and so on. He will give Otis his answer later on and he will think about it. So I kind of like that. Otis is not, you know, he's impartial. He's going everywhere. He goes to see Sheamus first, who's clearly a heel. And then he goes see, and then he goes and sees Braun Strowman, who's clearly a face. And the champion, who is also technically his enemy, since that's why he has the money in the bank. I liked it. It really makes Otis's character look impartial to any uh, to anything. He's kind of just there. He wants to have fun. He's just there for a good time. And I guess that's why Miz and Morrison aren't happy campers about it so for those of you who didn't realize um sammy Zayn has been stripped of the intercontinental championship it has been widely known that sammy Zayn will not be going anywhere during this time due to the whole covid situation he will not be um for shamed for doing so however they will relinquish the title off him since they want to use the title since wrestling is still going on uh it is pointed out it, it, there is a good uh post that Sami Zayn did right he said listen you may have relinquished the title away from me but i technically have never lost it so therefore i am still a champion in my heart something along those lines i paraphrase that completely but he said something along those lines, and I just loved it. I liked it. I retweeted it. I thought it was hilarious because it's true. Um, but I, I do get WWE doing that too. They they need to continue on with the show. Uh, so it's very unfortunate that Sami Zayn has lost it. Um, however, because of this, there is going to be an intercontinental tournament going on. And we are going to get the first match on your way as it is going to be Elias. Uh, versus Baron Corbin. These two obviously have history. And, um, you know, I don't know. It was an okay match. I just, for some reason, can't stand seeing these two wrestle. I don't know what it is. Just, I'm not a fan. Like, Corbin started the match uh, really angry at Elias that he didn't do his usual King Sheik. Elias is forever... Um, a baby face so Corbin worked Elias left shoulder which would normally uh, bore me uh, which you know I don't know like it was an okay match it was your typical Elias Corbin match I guess I don't know what else to say um, aside from Elias defeating King Corbin which uh, you know definitely would rather walk with Elias in that regard so I really enjoyed that um and then after that, this match I'm kind of bittersweet on. So we had Dana Brooke go against Naomi. And they mentioned that it was a grudge match because Dana Brooke had beaten Naomi um, to get the money in the bank opportunity. So I guess they're really playing with Dana Brooke and her, um, I guess, stupid like blonde girl gimmick, if you will. You know, she's clapping to the crowd, even though there's no crowd there. She grabs the money in the bank on uh, at the conference room, even though that's not the right money in the bank. Um, you know, she gets hit in the head with a picture. Yeah, and I love Dana Brooke. I absolutely love Dana Brooke, and I'm happy she's getting TV time. I just don't like this character. I preferred the bodybuilder character that she had prior, and this match, honestly, was just a complete squash. Dana Brooke won... Um, 
in that regard and i'm just upset for naomi like what are you doing with naomi though like do something with this woman this woman is like an awesome athlete and you're just ruining her in that regard like they haven't done anything with her in a while so i guess there's nothing to ruin but build this girl up this girl can wrestle this girl is one of your top athletes i love dana brooke too though so um, I do wish this match was a little bit more athletic. I'm really not liking Dana Brooks' character here, but I am I am enjoying the fact that she is getting more TV time. Kind of implement the bodybuilder thing because Dana Brooke is also a phenomenal athlete and she uh, can really go and she's done like strong weight competitions and stuff like that. And she's like a gymnast, I believe. So like, yo, use her properly. Urgh. like i don't like it and this match was honestly kind of boring um it didn't go for too long so that's that next up we see um really strong interview with sonia deville where she is basically making fun of mandy um you know she was asking well what is mandy actually good at since she hasn't won or been a great friend she's just blonde and pretty and when that's all over, Mandy will be in a double-wide trailer with a bunch of screaming kids and Otis asking for a beer. And Mandy, I have so many plans for you still, she said, and she was going to ruin Mandy's life, and she and Dolph will humiliate her and Otis next week. Great promo. Sonia Deville is killing it on the promos. Her match last week was complete trash. But she is certainly killing it on the promos. I think this kind of match, though, it might be backlash-worthy. You get this time to build it up a bit more. I don't know why you're going to put this on SmackDown, especially when you had a really crappy match the week before um, with two of the superstars that are going to be on the uh, tag team match. So I don't know what they're doing with that. Um, we also do get to see... The Queen of Queens, Charlotte Flair, as she comes out. So then now they're doing the cross-brand thing. They're allowed to do it. And I think they mentioned it was four times a year, which I think they're going to break. I feel like four times a year isn't enough. Maybe once a month would be more realistic. But you're definitely going to break the four times a year. But, you know, they've broken stuff before and we haven't cared so either way i'm liking that we're seeing different people in different brands and so on so that's dope just don't make it too too crazy and make it one person and so on and not a bunch of people but boy did charlotte put herself over tonight so fox want so charlotte claims fox wanted charlotte because of the numbers as to what number she was referring to um, you know, the ratings, but those haven't been too good. So I guess, you know, to up the numbers, I guess she was alluding to, but whatever, I'll play Charlotte. I'll play you're the queen. So I'm good with that. Um, she said she won five of her 12 time, uh, titles rather on SmackDown and is surprised they don't have a giant poster of her declaring her the greatest as an inspiration to others valid point i can't hate I, I enjoyed that um and then out uh out came the role models bailey 
basically Bailey and uh, Sasha Banks came out and Bailey told Charlotte to go back to NXT or Raw because SmackDown is Bailey and Sasha's show. Bailey is the most dominant champion on SmackDown history, but Charlotte decided to focus on Sasha and wanted to know if Sasha was content with being an afterthought. Sasha went to answer, but Bailey, uh, but Bailey rather interjected and said, "Charlotte will never know true friendship." Bailey wanted to fight tonight, but Charlotte decided to pick next week. Uh, Sasha, uh, rather, sorry, next week, and then basically, um, you know, Sasha has this look on her face as kind of. You know, maybe she's on to something. Like, they're still doing it. They're they're burning it slow. They're burning it really slow for Sasha and Bailey to go at it. And Charlotte Flair now is going to be that instigator. I'm liking it, though. I'm still liking it. And, of course, what another amazing promo by Charlotte. She really can't do anything wrong. Bailey did good here, too. Bailey did an excellent job, you know, cutting Sasha off and making sure she was the one doing all the talking. She is uh playing a perfect delusional heel here so it worked it really did work i like the way that they're going um can will we see maybe sasha and bailey at uh at backlash i guess only time will tell um in that regard so liked it charlotte man just always kills it with the promos she's freaking awesome she was amazing um last week on the match in nxt was this week i guess last week last week on nxt um you know with her and uh shido karai as well as uh, rio ripley just ah those three together are just phenomenal though i really enjoyed it um and yeah, and we also have the Forgotten Sons doing like a kind of NWO style intro to their backstage promo. We have Jackson Riker. They basically told us to, they chose to serve their country to fight for something they believe in, but they weren't welcomed back as heroes. So uh, they weren't welcomed back uh, with open arms as heroes. So they're going to welcome us with closed fists and um yeah and i liked it i liked it you're not welcoming back you're not welcoming us back with open arms we're gonna welcome you back with closed fists beautiful very badass i really enjoyed that um and yeah so i think that's pretty much it aside from the main event um the main event uh, for the um for the, for for smackdown is daniel bryan versus drew gulak and honestly this match sounds good on paper um it was a very technical match of course uh but i wasn't a fan like i got kind of bored of the matchup so i'll break it down for you since maybe you might be interested so um essentially like i felt like the match was long they both came out they both were very technical a bunch of arm bars a bunch of dragon screws and they went outside of the ring a bit it was pretty good. If I would have known this would have been Drew Gulak's last match, I probably would have been more alert and more focused. Uh, for, you, for those of you who do not know, Drew Gulak was actually fired. Not fired, released, not even released. His contract was up and they just decided not to renew it. This happened though. However, 
because um, apparently Drew Gulak decided to try and ask for more money to renew his contract. And the WWE just said, nope, we're just going to take our contract back. Bye-bye. Good news with this is, though, he can actually go anywhere that he wants. So if he wants to go to AEWs, he can right away. If he wants to go to TNA, if he wants to go to ROH, if he wants to go to Japan, wherever have you, he's allowed to go wherever he wants. So that's good in that regard. Wish I knew that um beforehand and i would have paid more attention let me know guys let me honestly know what you think though because i i thought i was going to be amazed by this match but i was a little bored and i love daniel bryan matches i guess i just don't like when it's too technical perhaps maybe that's my issue and maybe that's solely my issue so that's what ends SmackDown, and of SmackDown does end with Daniel Bryan defeating Drew Gulak. Boy, that would have been weird if Drew Gulak would have won. Um, and he wins the IC Championship, and the former co-host Renee Young interviewed Bryan, and Bryan said that he would be a fighting champion with the IC title. He wants the title to represent the absolute best wrestler on SmackDown. Yes, 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 yes. So pretty spot on. We will see what is going to happen next week. The tournament is still going on. And, you know, next week we will see Styles versus Nakamura and Hardy versus Sheamus. And, um, you know, finally we're going to see Hardy versus Sheamus. So that should be good. Styles Nakamura, if they do that well, it could be an awesome match. Really going to be excited to see uh, Nakamura do something. Um, and um, so it's weird because I feel like um, the, yeah, so the Intercontinental title matches will certainly be taking uh, over the main focus until Backlash. Which is honestly fine. At least we get some decent matches in that regard. So for now, for next week's SmackDown, we do have uh, Otis and Mandy versus DeVille and uh, Dolph Ziggler. As well as those two IC title matches, which should be a good time. Not IC title matches, but IC tournament matches. And you know, overall, it wasn't, I guess, a bad SmackDown. The promos were just awesome. The Drew Gulak match, I wasn't too much a fan of. Um, I, I think it was really just the promos. If Charlotte's promo wasn't there, if The Miz's promo wasn't there, maybe it wouldn't have been a great show because the matches themselves weren't that great. Um, but all of the promos from the Forgotten Sons to the Charlottes uh, to the DeVilles, just it's it was a great, it was almost like it was raw. Like, it was a great, like, promo week um, in that regard. Since I did SmackDown a little bit late, I will be able to tell you what the ratings are. So let's check that out. And, of course, I'm going to remind you what the ratings were last week so we can compare. And, honestly, it was a little bit higher. Um, so it's kind of steady from last week, which I guess could be Charlotte Flair's doing. Um, yeah, so the ratings were... It got a 2.043 million viewers, and last week it was 2.025. So not a crazy significant difference, um, but it's still a little bit higher. Um, so the first hour drew 2.03, um, and the second hour drew 2.055. 
So that's, you know, I guess it's holding steady. And um, this would count as the fourth lowest SmackDown viewership on Fox since the show moved there in October. So, you know, I mean, at the same time, what are you going to do? Oh, I mean, if you guys want me to break it down a little bit more, uh, the 18 of 49. First of all, I don't even know why 18 of 49 is an age group. Uh, you're just that's that's a lot of age right there. That's a lot of people. <laughs> Why would you break it down in that regard? But 1849 age group demographic rating. SmackDown drew 0.55 in overnights. If this number holds, the final numbers are technically released on Monday. It would be up slightly from the 0.50 rating the show has done the last three weeks. Four weeks ago, SmackDown did a 0.60 in the 1849 demographic. The show, the show drew either a 0.70 or a 0.80. 8.0 in this demo for all of 2019 until April 3rd since the, you know, COVID situation. Um, see, in the 18 to 34 age group demo rating, I don't even know how they do these ratings. Uh, maybe we should do a podcast on that because this just sounds ridiculous. Either way, um, going just to the point of the actual rating. So like I mentioned, this SmackDown, it was 2.043. Last SmackDown, it was 2.025. So it's ho- holding steady. And perhaps it is Charlotte's doing. And that's SmackDown, folks. Sorry I was a little bit late. You will get your Raw review when Raw happens technically today. And you'll get that. You'll have fun with that. And I will get that on time. And please do not forget, like I forget to do these, do not forget to tweet us. Because if you tweet us, you have a chance to win two shirts. So that's, you can tweet us at Raw and Order WBU. And you can put the hashtag Raw and Order WBU. With the link to this episode, if you tag a wrestler that you like, that you want a shirt of, that is currently not working, you put them there, you get an extra raffle into winning. So you're going to be able to win one t-shirt from us, Raw and Order WBU. Uh, There's the Not A Cop t-shirt. There's the And New t-shirt. There's another t-shirt. I don't design them, so I'm not sure what the other one is. But definitely get the Not A Cop one, because the Not A Cop one. Oh, the the other one is uh, Police Academy. Um, uh, the Wrestling Police Academy. So definitely those. Those are good times. Um, and then you can also win a t-shirt from Pro Wrestling Tees. We highly recommend you get a um, t-shirt that um, is by a wrestler who isn't currently working. So you can help them out. At least $30, um, you can get that. And if you don't know Jim Cornette's newest comment, where he is basically bashing Becky Lynch for her pregnancy and saying that she has an easy bake oven and she could have waited, but she's being selfish and so on and so forth. Stupid comment. You can also put the hashtag boycott Cornette and listen to our WBU episode. You can link that episode or any other episode, but if you hashtag boycott Cornette, you do get your chance to win another t-shirt. So, um, yeah, what are you doing? Get hashtagging already. So, Hashtag Raw and Order WBU, link to an episode, tag a wrestler, put another hashtag for uh, Boycott Cornette, say your opinions on that, 
and just get the ball rolling and you can hashtag as many times as you want post as many times as you want so stop listening go hashtag go have fun tweet your way through life there's not else much we can do at the moment the news is depressing so do that listen to us go listen to a bunch more because we're here to entertain um, I digress. That is it. That is all. I am your boy, Justin JLB. You can follow me at Twitter at JLB420. Real Talk Radio is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8. Anchor.fm slash RTR. Realtalkradio.ca is the website that is coming back. That's coming up. I'm working on the website, doing the layout, all that little fun stuff. Um, Realtalkradio.ca will be the website where you will have all the doobly-doos. For now, though, you can check anchor.fm, which has those doobly-doos. And, yeah, guys, I think that's it. So sorry for being late. Thanks for listening. And uh, all the best. Ciao for now.